0: Welcome back to Fulfillment Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archie. I'm here with Chris Lucky. And so today we're going to be talking about the man from Uncle. Yay. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, you.
1: Before we do any
0: of that, <laughs> hey. uh, ketchup, condiments, mustard.
1: Oh, yeah. Ass. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that goes part of the in there. Huh?
0: Uh, yeah. Ketchup. What's up?
1: Yo, we just finished eating food. We did. We, we did. did. It, 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 like, we decided to have, like, a, a steak and, um, and mashed potatoes. Man, yeah. those mashed potatoes you made, oh, my goodness. You're welcome. Oh, my I'm goodness. Fucking. I've been
0: perfecting that Ooh. for about three years now. I've been Man. making
1: them. Like, what, uh, what kind of potatoes were there? Those were the, um. They were golden potatoes. Golden? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I didn't put mayonnaise on them, because mm. you're not a mayonnaise guy. Nope. Not, but not, no. Mm, With mayonnaise, it's, mm, mm. Maybe
1: maybe a little so, creamier, like sweeter or something. Yeah, like that, I think you, know? you
0: can sub the mayo for either heavy cream mm. or creme fraiche. Creme okay. Fraiche, and it'll yeah. do the same thing. All right. It just makes it just for texture. It yeah. just makes it a lot silkier. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, like I have like three things that I can make really. That pesto solid.
1: you made a few like a month or so ago was all uh, oh my yeah, God. I gotta make more pesto. Yes.
0: I, I, I try to grow my own basil, but it wasn't working.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just don't
0: have the soil for it. Yeah,
1: but yeah.
0: yeah, no, like I, I fucking like cooking. I have like mm-hmm. three things that I know how to cook yeah. well. And I'm, I just mastered a fried egg.
1: Oh, yeah. You'd
0: think people would know how to make a fried egg, mm-hmm. but people fuck it up all the time.
1: Uh, what, what kind of fried egg are you trying to make? Uh,
0: like- it's just a fried egg. Just like so like crack the egg on top of a pan. Yeah. Are you flipping it? No. Okay. It's just uh, like an over easy. Over like it's, easy. Like okay. it's, the joke's still so runny yep. mm-hmm. and the bottom of the of the egg has to be crispy. Yep. Where like if you run your fork through it, you hear the little.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Yeah.
0: Learn how to do that. Oh, probably. yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I fucked that up for a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I've been learning the omelette. Oh yeah! So I was like, I can make breakfast. I can make a really solid dinner, mm-hmm. and uh, I can make creme brulee. Nice. So I'm on it.
1: Oh, yeah, man!
0: It. It's what? just like I like cooking.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, sake
0: we, that sake was pretty good too.
1: I mean, we like we got down, yeah. and it's just like the thing is like getting the itis. Like we ate, we ate a full um, what was it a sirloin? We, we, we ate a sirloin. We ate some uh, some mashed potatoes, homemade, like right there. You made them oh, right yeah. there. They're super Uh, quick to make too. Oh yeah, It's made mashed potatoes, and um, I'm I'm forgetting the name of the veggie that we had. It
0: was the so we made uh, sirloin steak Mm. uh, on the grill. We made mash with cilantro, onion, and butter, Mm. and then we had a poblano pepper.
1: Poblano pepper, I
0: charred on top of the Mm -hmm. charcoals where we grilled the steak. Oh yes, fucking delicious. Yes, just like a nice little charcoal it's just yeah. weird like yeah. charcoal taste yeah. fucking good so it's like we did that
1: like had a few beers and then watched the man from Uncle yeah. and just, just had a had a good time. It was a good time. Hell it yeah. was a
0: good time. I'm down to doing it again.
1: Hell yeah man fuck yeah like I, I, I was telling you when we were at, we were at the house I was talking about how um earlier today we were going um like shopping and I found like a bunch of colognes that I like and I was looking for a specific smell but it wasn't in the cologne section. Right. you know this could have been the perfume section. Yes. like what we were talking about. So it's like and you you say you agree with me but it, and it's just like I wonder how many people are on that boat, you know, to where it's just, like, if a smell fits you, it doesn't matter if it's been branded as for men or women. Not a, you
0: know? not a lot. <laughs> not you know? a lot of people. Because, like, people do it with clothes. They're, like, androgynous with mm, clothes. Yeah. And then it's just like, all oh, right, I can handle clothes. Yeah. But for some reason, fucking perfume and cologne, people still get weird about it. Yeah. It's
1: fucked up. You know? It's like it says perfume. I can't wear that. You know, it's like... a do, do, do you have a problem like if, if I run out of if I run out of deodorant mm-hmm. I'm gonna use my mom's or my, my girlfriend like Absolutely. whoever I'm with like I will use a woman's deodorant yeah. like you know like what no shame
0: sometimes I will buy the woman's deodorant mm-hmm. it just smells better
1: I mean it's, it's strong it's, enough it's, for a man yeah, yeah. but it, but it's pH balanced for a woman true which <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I am certain it's a marketing lie
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> armpit is a fucking, it's a fucking armpit. armpit. It's a goddamn armpit. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, it's like I went out trying to find that smell, but um, wasn't able to find that exact same one. Uh, went out looking for jeans, you know, that I wanted, but um, but yeah, that, that, that was my being morning. Being a
0: specific shopper,
1: yeah, you know, yeah, like
0: knowing what you want, yep. to go find it,
1: like that exact thing, yeah,
0: because there is nothing you can like, because when you just go shopping, you yep. just like, all right, you get man, anything. I just, I just need a vague thing, yeah, a general mission objective, yep. But when you want shopping for a specific thing, mm. nine times out of ten, you won't fucking find it. No, no not the exact thing. Find
1: it. Like the internet helps a lot with that. Yeah. You know, but it's just like with, with clothes specifically, it's like, I don't know. A little, yeah, you're little fucked. on you're that. Fucked. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I was going to say something I absolutely forgot what it was. Yeah. So I guess I shouldn't have brought it up. No, I mean, it'll <laughs> come back. Oh, for colognes? Yeah. I use the Chanel.
1: Oh, the Chanel? I, yeah. Oh, nice. I use
0: uh, blue the Chanel. Okay. And it's fucking phenomenal. Mm, it's, I'll try I, that. I love that cologne. Okay. Uh, if you're looking for, like, if you're looking for a smell that's like manly but mm-hmm. not like I have a big, a tool dick, over the top, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. kind of mm-hmm. manly, yep.
0: like it doesn't, sm- it doesn't smell like wood shavings and whiskey, yeah, know? yeah. Uh, then Deschanel has some good scents.
1: I like stuff like that. Yeah,
0: okay. I-, I love colognes. Me like, too. Sometimes I just go to Macy's and I just like, I guess I'm just smelling. These. That's what I <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Still have like smell samples in my pocket. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it.
0: I usually wait. Until my mom needs a cologne, mm. like a perfume or yeah. something, yeah. and I wait until like the Christmassy section because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten they have like a buy one get one free. Oh yeah, yeah. And like get like a sample size of something, yeah. and I just like nick her cologne, and then I get a new a thing for me, and it's fucking mm, oh mm, yeah, fantastic. Hells yeah. I haven't done shopping in a while. I don't miss it. <laughs>
1: No, I, I I go. I've been going shopping more recently, but I haven't been buying things. <laughs> it's like I'm just out here looking for things. So it's like I have a bunch of things on my list, and then I'll come away with one thing. Yeah. Sometimes you know, but you know, it depends. Yeah, so, every, every, you know, here and there. But uh, this week, uh, I think we we both seen. Uh, Jonathan uh, was talking about the Jim Carrey uh, show. Nope. What was the name of it? Uh,
0: kidding. kidding.
1: Kidding. Yeah,
0: uh, I forgot the last name of the dude, but his name's Dave. Mm. Super Dave Holden something. Okay. Uh, he was the creator of the show. And goddamn, is that show fucking good, man? Oh, yeah, it is. It's so fucking good. Like, Jonathan's like a, like a champion for Jim Carrey. Super. So I, I was expecting was it to be okay.
1: Dave Holstein.
0: Dave Holstein. Mm. So fucking good. Yes. Man, is like, I relate to his style of filmmaking because mm. it's like similar to like the style that sometimes I want to convey. Yeah. So it's just like the show had me in from oh, like yeah. the very first minute yeah. when, like, Jim Carrey showed up in Conan. It's just like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm already into this.
1: <laughs> yeah, who was the guy that was uh, Machete? Or who, I can't think of Danny his name. The, the, Trejo, Trejo yeah. yes. Man, yeah, it, it is a really good show. Like, I highly recommend you know, anybody. It's in the first episode's on, on YouTube.
0: Yeah, the first you know? episode's on YouTube for free. It is you know? censored, yeah. but if you do get a Showtime subscription, mm-hmm. um, it's coming out, like, the f- second episode comes out On Sunday, and then it's every week you get a release. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's one of the few shows that I think I'm keeping up with on a weekly basis. Yeah. Because it's just fucking. It's just good, it is it's just good,
1: it is highly recommend that. I mean, Showtime is they're rolling out you know a, a number of television shows, so it's like I'm still not on the boat to where I'm ready to get the Showtime subscription mm-hmm. yet. But I have a heavy eye on what they're their doing, their movie selection you know. is getting, better. yeah, they're doing a lot I better. Checked
0: out their movie, shit, mm-hmm. nice thing. They have color fornication in there,
1: oh, nice, oh, yeah, they thought they've had that yeah. for yeah. oh, yeah, which
0: I didn't know, so yeah. I've been watching color fornication,
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it's great, hell, yeah,
0: <laughs> fucking, I there's no show that does the thing that California like California fornication has such a specific feeling to me yeah it's just like I want to watch it but at the first time it's just like, it's like watching a fucking car crash. Mm. I just can't do it. Yeah. But I want to. So no, bad.
1: I on that definitely. It's
0: great. Uh, but yeah, no kidding. Dave Holstein yeah. comes out on Sunday. Absolutely, mm-hmm. fucking watch it. Definitely first episodes on YouTube. Give it a go. It's yes. really funny. Oh, yeah. especially if you like dark comedies
1: or, or or Jim Carrey or both. Or Jim Carrey or yes. both. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> like, yeah, this. If this is you like really good, good content, yeah,
0: just check it out. Yeah. Uh, some the reviews have been coming out for it, and they've been fantastic. So yeah, I'm championing the shit out of that. Too. Same, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything? Do you've
1: seen anything interesting? Um, interesting things. Um, I've I've been watching Ozark season two. How's that? Uh, recently. Uh, season two seems to be as good as season one. Maybe a little bit better. I'm guessing. Um, uh, we're not guessing. Just well, I'm, I'm yes. only I'm only four episodes in to season How do you two. Feel about season one,
0: did you?
1: It was it? it was from what we were talking about before. It's just like it came out in that dead sp- yeah. uh, zone of where nothing was really there to watch, and we had something while it was there when it was entertaining enough. So it's like a B minus of a right. show you know, C-plus at the worst B-minus show, and the the Breaking Bad things, like, the theme of it was just so heavily prevalent, you know, in the shows, like, first four or five episodes mm-hmm. that it just seemed like it was going to be a super knockoff. And you can see in this, in season two, where they're, they've heard the rumblings about the comparisons of Breaking Bad. <laughs> and they've tried to diverge. Super, like, just hard left, you know, this is more about, you know, the inner workings of, of money and insurance and okay. things, things like that, you know, so, I mean... I like the direction that they're going. It's still not an A-show. I don't think it'll ever be an A-show.
0: I think it knows what it is, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like a show. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's entertaining. Um... I can't go out and say recommend, you know, go out and watch this, but if you do watch it, you're not gonna be like, well fuck, fuck this. Yeah. The only thing you will have is season one, like is this not breaking bad, but we are telling you that now, so yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of putting on a show. Wait, I watched this like five years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what was oh, I've been watching the the great British baking show. Oh yeah,
1: Netflix, yeah. God
0: Damn, yeah.
1: that show
0: is so good. Yeah. It's so fantastic. Oh, yeah, all right. It's just like they replaced uh, one of the bakers. Like, one of the judges is replaced, mm-hmm. and the two hosts are okay. different now. Yeah. Now it's Noel Fledging and Sandy Sue.
1: I don't know these people.
0: They're they're British comedians. Okay. But it's heartwarming. Yeah. I love the show. And I'm really sad because it was a really pretty... Russian girl in the competition, mm-hmm. and she her bakes were fantastic, mm-hmm. and she was gorgeous, mm-hmm. and now she's no longer in the show, and I'm upset. What happened? Uh, she just got eliminated. Oh well, damn. Yeah. And so I'm upset by that because I liked her. Yeah, a lot. But super relaxing show. Like I just keep it in the background while I'm like fucking writing. Yeah, and it's just like there's something about breads explaining to me the difference between a cookie and a biscuit. Mm. Do you know the difference between a cookie and a biscuit?
1: Um, let me let me try to take a guess. Is a biscuit crisper?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. A biscuit snaps when you bite it. Yeah. And a cookie is a cakey biscuit. Yeah. So that's the way it should fucking be yeah. in the United States. Because God damn it, every yeah. time someone offers me a cookie, <laughs> that motherfucker is crunchy.
1: Yep, like, mm. I want to just
0: fucking throw it in that person's eye. Yeah. I fucking yep. hate crunchy cookies.
1: It's like, it makes sense to where it's like, okay, I can have a tea with a biscuit. It's like, okay, those, you know, offset yeah, each you other. Yeah, because
0: you saw the biscuit yep. in the tea and yep. then it holds together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but you can't fucking
1: tea and a cookie like that doesn't go together no. the same, no. Yeah.
0: And cookies are normally sweet mm-hmm. and the biscuit is a little bit more savory. Yep. You yeah. can have a cheddar biscuit, you can yeah. have like like a, a fucking tea biscuit specifically. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck it up. We need American English needs to get its shit together I fucking <laughs> I we agree need to get that. our shit together.
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly.
0: Um, but yeah, I've been watching the shit out of the great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. Fantastic show. Right. Relaxing, yeah. super wholesome
1: uh give it a go let's see uh what else you've been watching uh, or just experiencing
0: not, not a lot i've been like i listened to Eminem's album
1: finally. oh yeah, yeah i listened um,
0: to it like six times oh shit yeah more than six times it's been like a solid 20 times yeah okay. i fucking love it I oh wow it's it, nice. a good album it is it really is it's not it's not like his early work mm-hmm. and it's not you know like on that level of just like inno- innovate like it's not innovative, innovative? for eminem yes. yeah but his rhyme structure is amazing mm-hmm. it's like flow is amazing yep yeah his beat sampling is amazing yeah. in the show. Yeah. And he's making, he's commentating a lot of like the current pop status of rap. Yeah, And like, even in his songs when he's, cause he references Kendrick Lamar mm. and he references a couple of really popular artists. Yep. yep. And even when he's quote unquote, making fun of them, mm. You can tell that he's respecting the music in a, in a lot of, in some of those mm. quotes. Like I think he mentions J. Cole
1: and oh, Kendrick yeah, Lamar. Yeah, and that one. He was saying uh, that he's coming for everybody. So if you're not J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um, or Big Sean, then he will murder you. Yeah, that's, that's, you that's apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they uh, they they went in on a uh, Twitter that Drake. They had a crying meme of Drake. It was like, why everybody gotta disrespect me? Why is it always me? <laughs> you know, because like Eminem has no respect for your your rapping at all, it's,
0: and it just sucks. Mm. Like. After hearing someone like Eminem that's been part of my pop culture mm-hmm. knowledge for, like, the last decade, 15 Even years. Even yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And then seeing, like, seeing him come up with an album in t- today yeah. that has the same structure as his previous work, mm-hmm. where it was actually competitive yeah. to release that kind of album because people were really talented. Oh, yeah. And then a lot of the rap culture that's it going changed. on today, yeah. it's just, like, it's just not good. You know, like, like compared to the quality of the Eminem album, maybe like five out of like five out of ten albums Mm. that come out in the rap culture are just so under that standard. Yeah, they're they're hugely in the chasm of not good.
1: They, but this, there's a weird thing with like with the, the generation of rappers that are coming up under um, you know in the, well in this generation like um, Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. he had a response to Eminem and, and and it was it was just like hey okay we already know that you're the greatest rapper alive you stay at home and you, you sit inside and read the dictionary but you're not any fun at all so it's mm-hmm. kind of like the okay we recognize that you're you're so great but we're having fun you know it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's that kind of stuff we don't have we don't care about being good or being great or anything we care about having fun it's kind of like that cop out like well I didn't even rehearse i didn't even try so why are you yeah, giving me yeah, a hard yeah. time i'm just i just i'm here just you having know? a good time yeah i'm just, just having a having good time i didn't even try like so if i feel whatever if i if i do good whatever it's just like i'm just here and it's just a different kind of style so it it's is like, a
0: different philosophy
1: it's, it's hard to kind of like chastise somebody that doesn't care yeah <laughs> you know it was like i don't care if i win or lose i'm just having fun just having yeah.
0: a good time but that, that's such a weird cop-out for music though
1: I mean, yes. Yeah, because, like,
0: up. when you see, like, like, Kanye West released a new song, which the video seemed pretty cool with Spike Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, I that's a little that. pump song featuring, little Kanye. Pump song featuring yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Uh, great video, great visuals. Yeah, yeah. Spike Jones, yeah. Yeah, fucking super fun aesthetic, yeah. great beat. You're just those silly. Fucking lyrics. Yeah, I, I <laughs> just can get rid, can get over them. I
1: feel like Spike Jones had to make the video as silly as it did to compliment how silly the those lyrics were. yeah, yeah,
0: and absolutely, like Spike Jones complimented those that that song's visuals really That's nicely. Exactly good, yeah. But it's just like, like I'm all for comedy rap, and I'm all yeah. for like writing about silly things. Yeah. But it feels like the silly is now being done without an artistic purpose. Yeah. And people are just... Exploiting
1: the silly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People are doing like... People are doing the same thing that we talk shit to Nicki Minaj about where Mm -hmm. she would just put pussy in every verse.
1: Yeah.
0: People are doing the equivalent of that in songs now. They're just talking about the same three things over yeah. again. Yep. Like, I'm hearing dick, yep. I'm hearing getting my dick sucked, mm. and I'm hearing a lot of money yeah. on songs again.
1: I mean, Eminem was saying that in his album. It was like, why, now why does everybody got to fuck my bitch? You know what i Because in rap, they're always tell me like, and I fuck your bitch. I fuck your bitch. Like, what in the hell is it? What? What, what? what are we doing? <laughs> every man? song is like, you're trying to, you know, <laughs> fuck someone else's woman. Like, what is this about? <laughs> it's
0: crazy. So, uh, I've I really enjoyed Kamikaze, mm. and I've enjoyed everything that Eminem has set through it. Yep. And I every time, like, I listen to the, album, I just, I, I appreciate the energy yeah. of Kamikaze. Yeah. Because fucking Kanja released this album, and I hated it. It wasn't um, great. It
1: wasn't terrible. Kid yeah. Cudi's album was Kid good. Cudi. Kid Kid yeah. was good. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, what was the other guy Pusha T Oh uh,
1: Push T Yeah
0: I, I, It did nothing for me But yeah, I didn't hate it
1: Yeah that's like a street Just rap drug yeah. album Yeah
0: So it's just like It's just like Rap is interesting and yeah. I'm not even like Super part of rap culture mm-hmm. But I find it fascinating Yeah And then like Super sad news Fucking Mac Miller Mac Miller mm-hmm. Who I th- haven't heard Any of his music Before he passed away Okay but I checked out, like, his most popular tracks on Spotify. Yeah. It was good. Oh, yeah. And it's set, Very super sad to see him go. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, get help if you have any addiction issues or anything like that. Yeah. Because uh, shit's rough.
1: Yeah, that was sad to hear. I wasn't expecting that, but I guess you never really are, you know, expecting to hear something like that. But, yeah, that was yeah. sad news about Mac Miller.
0: But uh, rap is an interesting beast, man. Yeah. It's, like, I th- yeah. If it's one of the few genres where... It just gets so weird so quickly.
1: I mean, they have mm-hmm. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj literally fighting. That's
0: right. That L- last night. Happened.
1: Yeah, last night, the night before. Yeah. Like, what was that about?
0: What were they fighting about?
1: For some reason, there's this thing in hip hop to where there can only be one woman rapper, you right. know, that's popular, and like that doesn't have to be true, but it's just like, I guess they're feeding into that. That you know, that mean? It's, and I, and I don't want to put that, thats like it's their fault, but that they're feeding into it because the energy is definitely there. Oh, yeah. You know, saying that, you know, but it's just that's, they're feeding into that energy, saying there can only be one, and they're literally coming to blows at this point now. I, I did
0: say that. They, yeah. they, Cardi B threw, like, a drink at her or something. Yeah,
1: yeah and, it's, and it's, 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 it it's a bad look for Cardi B, because Nicki Minaj has been, you know, rapping and been in these social circles for over 10 years now, but, and she doesn't understand, and Cardi, Cardi B has yeah. not been in these social circles. Right, for, you for know, too she, long. Yeah, so it's like, she went into the New York Fashion Week and acted an ass.
0: Here's the thing, though. Cardi B is part of a generation of people that applaud that behavior.
1: Yeah. I mean they they so, applaud it. So it's yeah. like I think they'll like it, but it's just the people that actually are controlling money and business and oh, those yeah. social circles that's going to be a bad look. And for those people her.
0: are playing the narrative too. It, like they'll, they'll just make it happen until like what they'll do is they'll shit on Cardi B mm. until Nicki Minaj is out of relevance mm. and then they'll bring Cardi B back in the forefront and then she'll replace Nicki Minaj and then some other Dominican lady. Yeah, you know, I mean, replace Cardi B. Yeah, I mean, relevancy. <laughs>
1: it's all relevancy, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I feel like Nicki Minaj has been running out of relevancy like she's just That's
1: that's why she's yeah. been attacking Cardi B. Yeah, yeah. She 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 started talking about Cardi B's child that she just now had. Cardi B seen her in real life yeah. and then attacked her and, and and Nicki Minaj was like, "Oh no, what's going on? What's going on?" and standing behind her bodyguards but yeah. knowing good and well she instigated the situation Damn. because Cardi wouldn't be able to handle herself in that situation because she's so new to it. Yeah. You know, so it was like, I mean,
0: it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid, it's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And the only thing that I can like that I can like picture is just that Cardi B said pussy more times on a song that Nicki Minaj did. And now n- she's they're fighting on each
1: other's side. I mean, like, <laughs> if they want if to fight somebody, they need to go to Amy Schumer's house because she said pussy on, on Wax more time than anybody. Like, That's right. <laughs> you, you put a microphone right. in front of somebody, she's gonna say pussy <laughs> more than Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, or anybody combined. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> If she wants no. to fight anybody, like, come on. God.
0: Uh, was it Amy, Sh- Amy Schumer? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can she's she's going to exploit that pussy. Oh, she Definitely is. so. She
0: is. And then she'll talk about how gross periods are mm-hmm. for two hours yeah. on stage. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Life is rough sometimes when you're an artist, man. It can be. It's just seeing all this shit happen and you're just like, yeah. I just want to listen to music and watch movies. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care who you're fighting. Yeah. I don't care.
1: Whatever. does not matter. What yeah. the fuck ever. Yeah
0: ah <sighs> anyway uh that's all i got i think i haven't been doing a lot uh welcome back to the for films podcast uh let's talk about the man from uncle give us a run hey,
1: uh the man from uncle is a pg-13 movie that came out in 2015 listed as an action adventure movie with a runtime of one hour and 56 minutes uh, the rundown is, at the height of the Cold War-, War, a mysterious criminal organization plans to use nuclear weapons and technology to upset the fragile balance of power between the United States and the Soviet Union. CIA agent Napoleon Solo, played by Henry... Is it Cavill or Caville? Cavill?
0: I think it's Cavill. Yeah.
1: Uh, played by Henry Cavill and KGB agent, played by Army Hammer are forced to put aside aside their hostilities and work together to stop the evildoers in their tracks. The duo's only lead is the daughter of a missing German scientist whom they must find soon to prevent a global catastrophe. The writer and director is Guy Ritchie, who you'll know from Snatch, Revolver, or Rock and Rolla. Uh, The stars are Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander, and Hugh Grant.
0: Yep. Uh, I gotta tell you, Henry Cavill and Army Hammer, two very attractive men. Yeah, yeah. Over there, yeah,
1: incredibly
0: attractive dudes for this
1: movie. I'm, I'm going to give the 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 edge to Henry. Absolutely. And, and and it's it's too bad for for Army Hammer because just the fact that Henry was there, I couldn't even really look at Army. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even <laughs> give you a glance, man. The only thing I really noticed was like, okay, you you're a little taller than Henry. The, like if, if there was another, if there wasn't somebody just casting a huge light, you know, you're just standing in his shadow. They literally have the you. same belt. They do. Army Hammer is a little taller. Yeah.
0: But Henry Cavill just has that fucking cheek structure. Yeah. It'll fuck you up. It'll yeah. fucking cut you with his jaw. Yeah. Jaw. Yeah. Accents are weird. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, yeah. Th- I, this is a fucking, like, we done another Guy Ritchie movie. and uh, Snatch. To- oh, Snatch. Okay, yeah. Uh, I love Guy Ritchie's style. I think he's one of the best sort of visual directors mm. that I've seen in movies. Yeah. A lot of uh, this is my gripe with like action movies in general. They just don't have imagination when it comes to like how to convey an action scene. Yeah, Guy Ritchie absolutely fucking does that, in almost every movie that I've seen from yeah. him. Yeah, he does a fucking great job. Mm-hmm. Except King Arthur. That's
1: I didn't actually. see that. You fuck uh. that. I'm, well, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I heard bad things about it, and I just choose not to see it. I don't know. Yeah,
0: but uh, this movie is an interesting little. It's cynically like a spy thriller action. Yeah,
1: action um, spy thriller. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it feels more like a like an action spy comedy.
1: The, the, the guy Richie is is where you get that comedy. Yeah. You know, it's like the the under. It's not even undertones, really. It's like overtone. almost of comedy that aren't played for comedy, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's So interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's it's I mean, it's so refreshing when you have a director that understands uh, comedy in a way to where you don't have to be overbearing with it. Yes, you know, to the point to where it's like this is the, the genre isn't even listed as a comedy, but you can tell so much that the writer director and another movie that like I said that we love when you have. The continuity of a writer and a director's vision to come into fruition at the same time—that it's just you can you can do so much more and it comes through in his direction. Absolutely,
0: and this is along the lines of like the entire movie reminded me a lot of Chain Blacks, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss, okay, yeah. Uh, just that kind of like banter, like where the two characters are smartasses mm-hmm, all of the time. Mm-hmm. They're in situations that they shouldn't be able to walk out of, but they always do. Yeah, it's like a very classic body cup. Shane Black in type of narrative,
1: like, like a British buddy cop movie, yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah. with Guy Ritchie's stylistic flair and, added on top of that,
1: and like the uh, like an oceans type thriller type thing. Well, not thriller. What, what I'm looking for, like the pacing of uh, something like oceans, yeah, you like an Ocean's age structure. Yeah, it,
0: it, it, um, like structurally, it's a spy thriller, yeah, but stylistically, yeah. it's a buddy cop movie, yeah, and and that's an interesting mix. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, my like the thing that I really really liked about this movie is that. We, there's always this fight against style versus substance mm. substance. Yeah. where you don't want your movie to be so substance that it's boring. Yep. You don't want to your movie to be so stylistic that it's got nothing, nothing to say yeah. or nothing interesting to do plot-wise. Yep. And I think Guy Ritchie is one of the few directors that really finds that balance like in his movies. Yeah. Um, because there are moments when he chooses to go over-stylized. Mm. To get the information across and yeah. just communicate that. And then there are moments where he chooses to drop, drop down the style. Mm-hmm. And then focus on dialogue and focus on character development. Yeah. And they're never really, like, it, it, it feels like a teeter. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are those things Like a out? seesaw. Like a seesaw yeah. Where, like, style takes over in the action scenes and mm-hmm. then it its substance takes over in the dialogue scenes. Yeah. And you have this really interesting narrative. Uh, of two guys that hate each other. And we started, We started spend the first 50 minutes of the movie with these two characters, uh-huh. um, Armie Hammer and Henry Cavill, killing it, like trying to kill trying each other. Trying to kill other. each other, yeah. And then they're sort of forced to work together, yep. which is like your classic body cup structure. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And you can, see, you can see that at the beginning of the movie. It's like, okay, they don't like each other. They're forced to work together. <laughs> it's like, how is this going to play out? We know how it's going to play out. They're going to be friends in the end. But it's just so much about the journey of how we get there you know, from the very beginning, uh, one of the first scenes we've seen with Army Hammer trying to track him down and he's running down the car after the car has a flat tire that he shot out and he grabs the trunk and he's like, what is he doing? He's like, it looks like he's trying to stop the car. He was like, well, why don't, why don't you uh, take your gun? I want you to shoot him. And he's looking at him and he was like, you know, it just doesn't feel like the right thing to do right now. And it's, it's that, um, it's, that's the first like, kind of inkling you get that you can kind of tell that he recognizes a bit of himself in this man that's coming after him. Right. Because all the things that he's done to try to stop stop army hammer from it has failed you know so it was like he sees that within himself you know even with that of the first shot where he tries to shoot him through the window Mm -hmm. it was like um uh, did did we get him it was like hopefully he doesn't drop as fast as he moves (laughs) (laughs) you know because this guy's (laughs) fucking quick so you see that how how he admires him a bit even from the beginning
0: but like what i really love about this movie is how we get like those 15 minutes of that chase sequence Mm -hmm. i really love how it portrays all these characters skills Mm. And so the rest of the movie we just don't have to know what they can do; they yep. just do things. You know, because in the first fifty minutes, we get a little bit of a ridiculous display of ability, mm. where like Henry Cavill and Army Hammer are constantly one-upping each other.
1: Oh yeah, back and forth. then like
0: Henry Cavill is like super calm and collected the entire time; mm-hmm. doesn't raise his voice at any moment. He's just chill, and you're like, "All right, I know what type of character this man is. Mm-hmm. He's like the smooth, suave archer type character." Mm. And then they show the opposite on army hammer- and like art art, art army army hammer? hammer army hammer, yeah, uh they show the opposite where he's like temperamental and gets loose as a school, quickly. yeah, and so like you know that dynamic already plays out, you mm. know they contrast so by the time that they're working together, yeah, it just feels really natural, yeah, and like not a lot of fuck, not a lot of people can do that mm. uh easily, oh yeah, um so.
1: I mean, I, I like that a lot, and like you said, that contrast, and by the time they're actually sitting in the same quarters working with each mm-hmm. other, you can see where the skills, or where one person has a skill and the other person doesn't, like... Um the unlocking of, of uh, the safe, of the vault. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like um, Army Hammer, he didn't have the skill to unlock doors and unlock vaults, mm-hmm. but then you got someone like Henry who's able to do it, but he's not as meticulous in checking all, all of his steps. You know, mm-hmm. he's uh, so much so that he calls him cowboy throughout the entire movie <laughs> yeah. because of his reckless abandon towards doing things. But uh, where Army Hammer has kind of the, the leg up is on that just like brute force fighting yeah. um type type of situation so it's like when you take both of them it's like the yin and the yang together they can accomplish damn near anything they work
0: really well together very, yeah.
1: even though they don't believe or or i think they they believe that i think they know that i
0: think they don't want to yeah they yeah. don't want to believe that they work together but they know yeah. that they're and yeah. like the, the really interesting thing is that so we've seen this character put it against each other all of the time yeah and they're kind of like the counterparts of each other yeah and there's the, my, one of my favorite scenes that conveys that is when Henry Cavill finds the bugs in, yep. in all of his clothes. Yep. And they have like 15 of them. Yep. And then he goes to his door and just like, these are Russian-made and starts throwing them at him. Yeah. And then fucking army Hammer goes back into the hotel room, like, okay. and comes out and does the exact same thing with the American yep. ones.
1: Yep. And these are like, American-made <laughs> and very poor quality, I might <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> and I love that because you can tell that they're exactly the same mm-hmm. type of character. Yep. Just portrayed differently, yeah, and 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 it's just it it creates a great dynamic for the rest of the film, yeah, and that's the moment that I think they acknowledge that they're
1: They're so similar, they're good Mm -hmm.
0: at what they do, yeah, because after that, the only thing that Henry has on him is that he wears shitty bow ties, yeah, that (laughs) that tie
1: doesn't work with that. And it was it was a little while like until like 15 minutes in Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the uh, the wardrobe and what people were wearing I'm like hold on is this a period piece (laughs) (laughs) is this the 1960s you know just going because you see um what what are those like go go outfits so what's the outfit that our um Like a go-go girl, yeah. Yeah, she's dressed like a go-go girl all her own. I'm like, what in the name of hell year is this supposed to be? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's very fitting for the uh, for the year that it is being a period piece.
0: And and it's really smart to put it in the in the 1960s with mm. the with Russia the, with the Russian the Cold War. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why Atomic Blonde works so well. Mm. Uh, it's just it's just an easy conflict for spy really. Yeah, it's fucking good. Oh yeah, the setting doesn't really matter all that much. It could be in modern day, but the fun of it comes from the stylization of the 60s. Yeah, I feel like Guy Ritchie knew that the 60s would be a really good time to put this movie in because mm. the music is expertly chosen. The music is amazing. Yeah. It works fantastically well with every one of the scenes that they score. Yeah. The, and it works amazingly with the editing that they chose for this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the music takes in, it's sort of this, like, very... I wanna, It reminded me of, like, Black Dynamite, you know, the, like, funkadelic okay. kind of, like, yeah. 1960s, late 70s music. Yeah. Uh, and it just it worked really well for the style of the film.
1: There was, there was something that he was doing through, um, I think he did it twice. Uh, it was kind of like a montage, but he's doing split screen and sometimes uh, putting the, the screen into quarters yep. and uh, just showing so many different uh, action scenes happening in each quadrant of the screen and flipping those over and over again and to the point to where you think you're looking at two separate scenes and then he just removes the bar from the middle of the yep. screen. Oh, we're back together again.
0: And it's one frame. Yep. And God damn, is that sexy. It is. Is that sexy filmmaking. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think, uh, they, yeah, they did it, like, twice. Yeah. And the second time they did it is when they're bra- – it's, like, at the end of the movie, mm. they're breaking into the, the facility to get the warhead. Yep. And it's just, like, it's a classic – it's a MacGuffin movie. <laughs> you need to get a thing. Yeah. yeah. Go get the thing. Yep. Um, and so they're getting the thing, and mm. that montage when they're into to the island, it's just, like, army, 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 swipe, people killing, swipe, doors opening, swipe, yep. action, action, swipe, Henry Cavill, swipe, army hammer, swipe. And it just happens in, like, the span of, like, three to four minutes. Yeah, pretty cool. And it communicates an action scene that would have taken a lesser director 10, 15 minutes oh, to convey. Yeah. Yeah. Because we see just beats of what's happening. And this is a, a thing that I feel like directors don't do often, mm-hmm. where they don't take advantage of the meta-ness of cinema. Cinema is a very meta, like, medium. Okay. So, like, the audience has watched spy thrillers very before. Very much, Yes. We know the beats of a spy thriller movie. Yep, they yep. were a huge part of the culture. We oh, yeah. read the fiction but Like We know them.
1: Yeah, we've seen 007, you know, all the... Right. You know, we've seen all this, yeah.
0: We've seen, like, why the fuck do we need to see 50 minutes of that again? Yep. Cut it down to three. Take advantage of what the audience knows. Mm. And then just do the fun thing, which is character interaction. Which Save is us what all time. It. Yeah. And it condenses the movie time. It makes it interesting mm-hmm. and it gives us the ability to connect with the characters even more. Yeah. So that by the time that they're making decisions, we understand those decisions. Yep. And
1: it's it's fucking genius. If with with his his direction style, I was really appreciative of something that I didn't I know that I was going to enjoy early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is how much Tommy was spending with Army Hammer's character mm-hmm. earlier on in the movie. I'm like, hold on now. Am I who am I following here? You know, am I following okay. you know Henry? Am I following Army? Is like, whose POV am I supposed to be really into right now? Mm-hmm. And until about the halfway point of the movie, I still. Was kind of torn, but by the by the time you get to halfway part of the movie, it's like no, it's not the Army Hammer movie, it's not the Henry Caville movie. It's, this is both of them. Yeah, it's their movie. Yeah, it is their movie equally, and it's just like at, when you get to that point, it is so much more enjoyable. I mean, it's not it's not it's not an unenjoyable experience from the beginning. It's it was just a bit confusing mm-hmm. figuring out. Where is this movie going? But as soon as you know, this is a buddy cop movie, yeah. uh, you know type type of movie that you're supposed to be equally invested into both of these characters. And he does such a good job with that because if not, then why are you going to care about the other half of the bu- the buddy?
0: Right. You know. And another guy that I mentioned, like Shane Black, also fantastic yeah. for this buddy cop movies. Mm-hmm. He does the same thing in The Nice Guys.
1: Yeah. Or oh, yeah. like
0: the movie starts with Ryan Gosling, and then we intercut with uh, Kurt Russell. Cur-
1: uh, Kurt? Uh, Kurt is is, is, is no, not Russell. Kurt. Uh, we, we what we know what' the fuck you're... is his name?
0: Yeah, it's that's not the guy Kurt from... Russell. It's, uh... I'm gonna
1: fuck it up. Is it the guy from um from Gladiator? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that guy's name?
1: Uh, well, I Kurt... can't. Yeah, you. whatever. Yeah.
0: Um, it's Kurt something.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so like they intercut within those two characters. So like once you identify that it is that um type of structure, the movie just becomes amazingly clear what it is. You oh, know yeah. what you're getting into, and then you just sit back and fucking watch it. Yeah. And it's, it's Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe.
1: Sheesh. Yeah. Jesus. Right.
0: <laughs> And it's a it's a fucking great film. And like I know that I'm comparing him to Shane Black, mm. but I feel like is Guy Ritchie American or is he nice Brit? British? He's a Brit. Yeah. I feel like Guy Ritchie is like the Brit version of like our American Shane Black, right? Okay. Uh, they like they do the same things, but I feel like Shane Black does the more mm. American conventions, mm. and then Guy Ritchie does the more British conventions. Yeah. Where like Guy Ritchie focuses a lot on character interaction. Mm. And dialogue, and then Shane Black focuses a lot more in dialogue, and then the situation that the characters are in. Mm. And it's a very interesting sort of dichotomy for the same type of movie. Yeah. And I, I, I like Guy Ritchie's approach a little bit better, because nothing ever needs to be a huge set piece. Mm. If we get a huge set piece, it's because he wants to have fun with it. Oh, yeah. It's not to really drive home any major character decisions. Yeah. And in this movie, the major character decisions happen in really quiet moments where like well okay so after they break into the safe uh like near the midpoint of the movie we're like figuring out where the warhead is the they jump into a boat and they're getting shot oh yeah by all of the fucking and that's just hilarious that whole (laughs) scene is just comedy (laughs) (laughs) but like that's a set piece that he's just having fun with it yeah but the real purpose of that scene happens once henry cavill jumps off the boat Mm -hmm. swims away he's sitting in a truck and then he's just... He having f- himself this- a
1: picnic basket. <laughs> just finds
0: a fucking picnic basket yep. with wine, yep. cheese, grapes, and a sandwich. Yep. And he's just slowly eating, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And you
1: can tell that it's just like... like put, putting s- a napkin around his neck like a damn savage. <laughs> yeah. Like, put that shit in your lap, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm to ruin his suit. It's <laughs> very nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: like, I, and I love that moment yeah. because the moment that it, that's the character's decision where he acknowledges that he likes the Russian mm. and he doesn't want to see him die. Yeah. Is the moment where we he's like close up of him, he sees the boat explode, yep. takes another bite of a sandwich, and then you just see him go like fuck. fuck. Yep. And then the next cut, immediately the next cut is just the truck fucking flying of the thing and falling into in the, the water. Boat. Yeah. And even as he's in the water, he is thinking about whether or not to save the Russian. Yeah. And he's just sitting there with the truck S- sinking. Yep. Wildly. I
1: was like, all right. I guess I'll roll this window down and <laughs> yeah. save his ass. And what's what's nice about that moment is like that was the moment for Henry, but Army Hammer didn't have that moment until the very end of the movie, right? Where uh, where uh, he was finally able to get his, his father's watch back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, I'll, that's great pointing that out. That is just where that turning point was for each of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that's
0: and then and then Guy Ritchie doesn't waste any time. From the moment that Army Hammer, because we're near the end of the movie yeah, anyway, at that point, yeah. But like, he gets his father watch, and then cut, and they're having drinks, yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh, you know what happened? Yeah. I don't need to tell you. Yep. They're having drinks. Things destroyed. Fuck off. End of the what, movie.
1: What was the thing that he was hunting him down for in the first place? What was that? That it that was a uh, so thing? it was a
0: magnetic tape that held of the research that the guy that made the from war the hand Nazi, Nazi stuff. Did.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Um. So the whole yeah the whole movie was a McGuffin and at the end, of McGuffin didn't matter. Yeah. They just yeah. fucking destroyed it. Yeah. Um, but I love the style of this movie. Mm. I love the directing decisions. I love the editing is amazing.
1: Oh yes. editing is my favorite is very thing. Good. In this movie. Same,
0: yeah. Uh, and like, just the the style of the set production. It's a very cartoony soap opera way mm. of portraying a spy thriller.
1: Yeah,
0: like Atomic Blonde set in the same time period. If you look at those movies tonally, you can absolutely tell that Guy Ritchie is looking at the more of the the comics that came out at that time with spies and the sort of people that are having fun, the yeah. James Bondian, yeah. the the Austin Power side of things. Yeah. Whereas this one we're looking into the James Bond with Atomic mm-hmm. Blonde and the the sort of um born ultimatum spectrum. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think he mirrors that a lot of him. his sound design. The sound design for this movie was very cartoony. It, not, not in a bad way. Yeah. But it like they had sound effects that were just like not realistic. Like at some point, Kev- Henry Cavill is like punching people, and they sound like fucking cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah,
1: it is a little over the top of some of the sound, but it's like it worked. It plays so yeah. nice. So, like I said, that was one of my favorite uh, parts of it too. And as far as like sound editing, like I want to know how much time was spent for this because not not only do you have people speaking Russian, mm-hmm. Italian, English. I think Spanish a few times throughout no, the movie. No, it's Italian. It's Italian it's the Italian, whole time. Italian, Russian, Russian German, and English. In German and English, yeah. yeah. Speaking so many different languages, and then at times you'll have a shot to where you're sitting inside of a car and speaking, and we can't actually hear what they're saying. And right. then roll the window down. Up here it goes. You know, it's like we're <laughs> we're getting like those type of sound editing. We're seeing that throughout the entire movie, yeah. and it's just the the attention to detail to be able to you know put in that much time for specific things like like editing or yeah. lighting or just like any of those technicalities, like I, I have to pay attention to that because somebody's doing some work.
0: And that was like that was like one of my favorite things about those tiny details mm-hmm. is that sound design choices. Like yeah. when that happened in the car, yeah. I was just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! All right, he gets it." Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I like that even when we can hear them, he gives us subtitles mm-hmm. about what they're saying Yeah. because they're already speaking a language that we don't understand. We yeah. need to fucking hear them. Yep. And I love when movies. This is. This is completely unrelated, but I love when movies have their own subtitles embedded into the movie. Okay, and yeah. it's not just a caption subtitle. Yeah, yeah. Like John Wick does this too when mm. the Russians come in yep. and they're speaking Russian. Their subtitles are stylized with the movie. Yep. And in this one, they had like that 1970s kind of like porno text. Mm. It's just like red, like white, like yellow with a red shadow. Mm. And it's just like, ah, oh fuck. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. It fits it so fits, good with the fitting. aesthetic. Yeah. And like I've just tiny details. Like yeah. this, the movie really is like, you enjoy it as a whole. Mm. But this movie is like looking at the tiny details and just going like, oh yeah, I see that. See what you did there. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's purposely a very. It's a it's purposely fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a purposely very fun movie. And regretfully, I wish I would have seen this in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is the kind of movie that this is to where it's like it's not so. um there's not there's it's 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 just a movie that you enjoy. It's yeah. not you you can you can take it apart and like we're saying like the the technicalities of the movie yeah. they're all there, you know, but even more so than this. This is one of the most fun movie theater mainstream movies I think that he's made. You yeah. know, I I don't, I don't know I don't if well, King Arthur didn't was <laughs> su- successful like that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at like Snatch, Revolver and Rock and Roller They're like, all
0: very on the indie side the,
1: of things. Yeah, very much. Mm-hmm. And it's like I love the dialogue. I mean, this one this movie here is the least my least favorite is dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, but as far as style and dialogue mix from what you were saying, like having that that seesaw and being able to bring both of those things together at the same time, this may be my favorite mixture of the style and the dialogue together. True.
0: And I noticed that, I noticed the thing about the dialogue, I wasn't a huge fan of it mm. until there was there was one scene, it's gonna sound weird, but there okay. was one scene where it's a I think it's the girl she slaps her dad. Mm. They're talking in the roof, and he apologizes for being gone and whatever, and yeah. she slaps him. Yeah. And it's a very soap opera slap. Yeah. It's like a very uh, – what's the classic operating room soap opera that's like it's running well, – general, general, general uh, hospital. Days
1: of Our Lives, General Hospital. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a
0: very that kind of show. Yeah. It's just melodramatic, yeah. and like the slap sing, eh, and then the dialogue is just kind of like, fuck you, you yeah. don't love me anyway Yeah, kind of thing. And once that scene happened – I was just like, oh, I get it. That's the dialogue he's going for. Yeah. He's not going for the Guy Ritchie dialogue. He's going for that 1960s content, cartoonish dialogue where, like, the main character is always suave and he speaks Mm -hmm. in always the same tone. Yeah all of the time, the entire which, time and yeah. Henry Cavill's performance he here he pulls it off is one of my it's my one of my favorites in the movie
1: he does really he says everything so matter-of-factly <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, yeah. what i
0: like to report is that your husband died bravely and in a matter of honor mm. however he did not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it
1: what, what, one of one of my favorite things uh, in the movie is the relate. Well, what Guy Ritchie did with the relationship between Army Hammer and uh, Alicia, yeah, yeah, the uh, the that she was playing the she was dressed go go. He was mm-hmm. supposed to be the fiance of um, of Army Hammer, yeah. That he never gave us the full payoff of you know at the beginning of the movie where you see this like okay, there's this is gonna be a relationship. There's gonna mm-hmm. be tension. Does he like her? Will they or won't they? And we get those moments throughout the entire movie. The first time being when they're in the hotel together. Mm -hmm. And before that, you see that they clearly don't like each other. He doesn't, he's indifferent to her. He doesn't care. He's just here to do his job. And her, she's being stuck in this situation. And the guy is kind of a a (laughs) douchebag, you know, that she doesn't want to deal with. You know, so by the time we see them in the hotel and they're wrestling and fighting and, you know, things like that, it's just like you get the tension of, oh, it's about to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Then uh, he puts her to bed. She grabs him by the hand and was like, up. Oh, we can see that this may be happening L- later on. We get to the middle of the movie and uh, he's, t- he's going up her thigh to, uh, to put the tracker, you mm-hmm. know, device on. And then it was like, uh, she's like, what are you doing down there? It's just like trying not to get lost. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it was like, oh shit, it's about to happen, it's about to happen. Up, oh, here comes Henry, you know, walking yeah. right before it happens. They
0: cock them constantly yeah. throughout the film. The That's
1: the running th- joke of the film. Oh, I think yeah. that. Every yeah. time
0: they have a woman to themselves, they just cock Yeah,
1: they, they yeah, yeah. And it's like, at, at, I think of like a lesser director would have given us that by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, finally the payoff, they're going to kiss, or the big sex scene, mm-hmm. or the big thing. It's like, no, we never have that. You know, even by the, by the end of the movie, like, we see all three characters, you know, at the end and then leading up to what can possibly be the a uh, man from Uncle Two, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. but like I feel like that's something that we'll get to explore a little bit more in the sequel that right. did not need to happen in the first one and he didn't, and yeah, I, that, I like that, yeah.
0: And and it's a very good point. Like he focused on what he needed because the movie was the characters. It was Henry and Army. Mm-hmm. She was there, but she wasn't gonna teach anybody. She wasn't gonna change anything. No, it wasn't and anything. I like I like that the relationship between Army and Henry was not dependent on whether which one she fell in love with. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Henry yep. was just like, I don't care. No you love triangle. Do- is none nope. of that. Yep. Just fucking do your thing. Yep. I just want to get the thing. Yeah. <laughs> just want to do my job. Yep. <laughs> and I love that. Like, I feel like a lesser director would have made that a love triangle. It would have been complicated. Yep. Then it'd just been like one of them would have fucked it up, and then yeah. the other one would have tried to save it, and it would have been this whole thing. Yep. And she's like, "No, listen, we're spies. It's fine." <laughs> they, de-
1: they definitely played up the um the spy angle, the 007 angle of um <laughs> with Henry having sex with as many women as possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was just just for for no reason whatsoever. It was just like women in and out, like at least like three women, I there yeah, that like had great. nothing to do with the missions or anything.
0: <laughs> he had sex with the girl that the lady that he kills, the, mm. the main.
1: The main bad guy, Victoria
0: yeah. Vinciguerra,
1: whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, he had sex with her like yeah. halfway through the movie. Yep, and it was just it was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just doing it. It's a it's a really good blend between like 007 and Austin Powers. Mm. I think. Like the silliness of like Austin <laughs> Powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I honestly, I, I I love I love this movie. Uh, it was a good, fun, oh, nice. fun time movie. Hey. I had a great time. I think the writing, dialogue wise, isn't amazing, mm. but structure wise, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, it just hits all the ticks for yeah. the body cup movie. Oh yeah, and then the style elevates the body cup structure to a point where it creates something refreshing.
1: Mm. And oh yeah,
0: I, I, I dug that a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like the um that was was put out there to where I can see what can grow from this now. Right. And now that we have everything introduced, like, I would I would definitely be checking for a mm-hmm. sequel for this movie, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. And um, I hope he
0: makes it. I really do hope he no, makes they it. No, they're making it. Okay, well, they're making it? Well,
1: I don't it. know that, but, I mean, yeah. just from seeing the first one, like, they're making a the second one. You right, got yeah. Henry and, and fucking Army Hammer.
0: Because I don't know how successful this movie was in the theater. Oh.
1: Uh. You know?
0: So, like, I don't know. I, I didn't know anything about this movie. Oh,
1: Warner Brothers has yet to formally commission man from Uncle 2. Nice. Oh, it will. Yeah. But... It had a reported budget of $75 million. It made $109 million. Okay, right,
0: good. So it made its money. It made its money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's, uh, I don't have anything else to say in terms of, like, reviewing the movie. Yeah. It was just good. It was just a good Guy Richard it was movie. A, it was a good fun movie, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah that's that's the thing. Like, it's not going to be, like, you're not going to analyze it a lot for, like, drama or cinematography or anything like that yeah. in terms of, like, it's an artsy-fartsy movie. Mm. And it's not going to win any prices because of that. Mm. But as a movie, that's fun, and you get to watch and just have a good time. That movie's fucking fantastic.
1: It's um, it's it fits. I mean, because I, I didn't know this was Guy Ritchie but going into it, mm-hmm. and I'd seen, like I said, talking about um, what was it Rock and Roller Snatch and um, Revolver? Yeah. You know, I'm really, really big fan of uh, Guy Ritchie, and it's like looking at this in like at the bigger picture of, of a collection of work. It's interesting to see someone that comes like from the indie circuit mm-hmm. and so many things that you admire, and then. By the time you get to this point, to where you're mainstream—I don't want to say Hollywood, because it's not even in the United States—you know what I'm saying—but you're, you're, you're making mainstream movies that mm-hmm. has to have a broader appeal than the things that, that we were getting from, like something like Snatch, mm-hmm. to where you can't put that in the movies and expect to get all your money back. Right. You know, with 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 what you're doing there, but it just it 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 affects me and somebody like like, like you that likes those things that are a little more over the top, a little more vulgar, Mm -hmm. and a little more dialogue heavy that's just like, oh, fuck, yeah. But it's just with this one, you can see the progression of where, okay, let me take back a little from here as far as Mm -hmm. dialogue and the things that aren't going to work mainstream. Let me add a little more here for the things that are needed for a mainstream movie to where it's just like, I can—it's I, it's not my favorite Guy Ritchie movie, but looking at it in the scheme of all the things that he has done, I love his trajectory, and it's just like, I want to see what else he's going to be able to do with this. Yeah,
0: and and, and uh, funny enough, and I've been comparing them the two, but Chain Black has a similar thing. He did a similar thing with The Nice Guys,
1: mm, yeah. where, like, it yeah. was a
0: lot of mainstream elements, mm. but he, the way he handled those elements was really— Shane Black mm. you know he did the same thing with Iron Man 3 right. we're like not the best Iron Man movie he yeah. had to do a lot of mainstream stuff but yep. the stuff that he could do that was very Shane Black mm-hmm. was very Shane Black yeah. and, and, and so like seeing that blend of like just doing your own stylistic choices with doing what like would bring more commercial success to your movie and yes. having a good hybrid of those two yep. is where I think his talent Guy Ritchie's talent and Shane Black's talent mm. come from because mm. you get a really fun movie that your cinephiles can enjoy for mm-hmm. the technicality, yep. but a more mainstream audience can just, just, can just be like, all right, it's can a fun fucking action movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think that balance is really hard to get, mm. and I think Guy Ritchie fucking nailed it he did? in this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, what would you give it?
1: Um, this one, I'm giving a 7-5. Seven 7-5? Five.
0: Seven five? That's, yeah. my, that's my score, too? Yeah, yeah, seven it's a fun five. movie super fun movie oh, yes. I
1: recommend it to anybody same it's very
0: stylistically put together yep and if you like body cup movies I think it's one it's one of the best ones out there I think in an in interesting refreshing way yeah. You know? oh, yeah. yeah so yeah fucking Guy Ritchie's uh, The Man From The awful. Man From awful.
1: Welcome back. Television and movie premieres. All right. Uh, television and movie premieres from Tuesday, September the 11th, through Monday, September the 17th. Uh, the first one. We didn't play the goddamn Spider-Man game.
0: We did not play that. We did not. Fucking
1: Spider-Man Fuck. came out on PS4. Yeah. Anybody that's listening <laughs> that knows anything about it, you know how heavily anticipated this game was. Uh, so good. Like, oh man, I'm
0: really upset. I don't have a PS4.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get. I'm, I'm going to be playing that. No. I'm going to do that. But uh, this is Tuesday. Don't worry, I'll
0: go over to your place and mooch up some gameplay time. Yeah, man, come through (laughs) straight up.
1: Uh, This is gonna be uh, Tuesday, September the 11th through Monday, September the 17th. The first show is gonna be Wednesday, September the 12th. American Horror Story: Apocalypse. Uh, This is a drama horror on FX. It's gonna be at 10 p.m. This is the eighth season of the show now.
0: (laughs) You said American Horror Story: Apocalypse.
1: Apocalypse.
0: And like, I shit you not, my mind went like, wait, Oscar Isaac's in that?
1: cuz he, he did
0: X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, and I was uh, just like what the f-? <laughs> like in my mind there was a really weird crossover for like a split second. Yeah. I was just like what what?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, well, apparently they're coming back for um for their eighth season. Um Too long. Uh, uh, this yeah, is a lot. Too long. Yeah, a lot. They should
0: have the- stopped at uh the hotel freak show. Freak show? Freak yeah. show was like it, was, it wasn't the last good one, but it's mm. when they should have stopped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't, I haven't caught it in a while. But, uh, but yeah, Stevie Nicks is going to be in this and a lot of the same people that were in the other seasons as mm-hmm. before. But uh, Kathy Bates will be there.
0: Is Jessica Lange still in
1: there? Uh, Jessica Lange. Because i thought she left for a season. She is. She came back. is uh, the seasons, uh, this season's cast features many returning favorites, including Sarah Paulson, Jessica Lange, Kathy Bates, Joan Collins, and Evan Peters. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. Evan Peters. Evan Peters has an interesting career.
1: I don't I'm not familiar with the name.
0: He's uh he's Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Oh, I know him. All yeah. right, okay. Uh he's uh I mean he's good. Yeah. But he has an interesting career because he, he sort of broke out on that television show mm. in season one. And then he did a couple of feature films, did the X Men movies, mm. and then went back to filming fucking American Horror Story. That's odd. Right. And it's just like not odd because American Horror Story is like less less of less quality than the feature films. Mm. But it's just for someone that's a great an actor. Yeah, I would have expected him to see in more feature films exactly. than in an American Horror Story. But he's been loyal to the franchise.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully that pays off for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like especially when we have good actors. I mean, we always hope for the best for them. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's a Wednesday, September the 12th, American Horror Story Apocalypse, a drama horror on FX, 10 p.m. Uh, the next show is going to be this Friday, September the 14th, BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman. Yeah. God, that is the best show that I can't watch. Why, why can't you watch it? It
0: just it buns me out every two oh, episodes. Yeah. Like I can't watch two episodes every week.
1: Man, <laughs> what's, what's weird about that is mm. like I still haven't watched all of it myself. And mm. I can't explain why either. It's like, and I you know, you know how I am. Like I try to watch everything yep. especially something that's as highly you know rated and heralded mm-hmm. and i feel the same way like not to the point to where i can pinpoint that it makes me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i know that every time i've tried i can't get <laughs> through it and it's not because it's not a good show it's, it's really <laughs> it's really a phenomenally well put t-
0: i love that show yeah
1: i like the humor in it the, yeah yeah seriously but
0: it just hits too close to home mm. it's like the one show like it, this happens a lot and there's uh like alcoholics mm. uh there's a weird Thing, but alcoholics, whenever there's a show Mm. where, um, or people that lived in alcoholic families, whenever there's a show that portrays
1: alcoholic families, Mm.
0: they get too close. They get anxiety because of it because it reminds them of that experience. Yeah, and so people that are alcoholic, like lived in alcoholic family, probably can watch Mad Men Mm. at ease because it's fucking awful. Yeah, but for people that are depressed and sort of share the same (sighs) neurotic traits as BoJack Horseman like we do whenever we see BoJack Horseman fuck up we go, ah, fuck, I did that Now one i got
1: to experience that again, you know, through <laughs> yeah. my own brain and go right. back through that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so, like, that is the source of discomfort from watching BoJack yeah. Horseman. Because it's too on the head. Because, you yep. know, it's, it's very real. You know, yep. the way he's going. Yeah. You can tell that it's written by someone that has like, literally gone through those things. Because yep. so, yeah.
0: Rick and Morty, it's, it's, it's there, but it's under a layer of absurdity. Yes. And yeah. you can sort of just be like, well, Disassociate
1: that's... from it. Whatever. A bit, yeah.
0: But, like... We're filmmakers, and Mm. it's just like, Bojack Horseman's a washed-up actor. He had one hit. Yep. It just hits a lot of fears. It does. It just hits on a lot of fears. Yeah, man. And, like, I know that I'm not, like, it's just, it's a good show. It is. But if you're anything like us, neurotic, and sort of afraid of being a shitty person, (laughs) and just a shitty person by just your own nature, Mm. it's... It's a hard show to watch. Yeah,
1: it's hard Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's coming back this uh, Friday, September the 14th on Netflix. So be sure to check that out. Give it some more support because, I mean, Will Arnett is doing his thing out there.
0: Man, Will Arnett, yeah. I didn't realize how much I liked Will Arnett because mm-hmm. he's one of those actors that show up in a movie, yeah. he does his thing, and him. then he leaves. Yeah. But I've never seen a movie with Will Arnett that I don't like. Yeah. I just like him. He's oh, good. Yeah.
1: Me too. I like him a lot. Yeah, that this is the next show is going to be the same day, Friday, September the fourteenth. It's called Forever. Uh, it's a comedy. It's going to be on Prime Video. Uh, don't have a description for that, but it must have been something worth note. Like, check it out, Amazon Prime Forever. Yep, that's all you got. That's all you got. You got. <laughs> that's all you got for that. Forever, but it's going to be on Prime Video. There's some, there's something to that. No. Uh, there's something to it, but you I probably
0: like forgot to highlight the description. Yeah, the description for it there? was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, but, yeah.
1: Just Google it. For, for, forever, yeah, Google, Google that. It's gonna be on Prime. <laughs> it's called Forever. Uh, the next show is gonna be the exact same day. It's called Norm McDonald has a show. Norm McDonald has a show. E-I-E-O. hell yeah! Uh, it's a talk show on Netflix. He's been doing a podcast for like the past six years or so, yeah. or so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, he had um, Jim Carrey on, like, five years ago. Oh. And it was right before he went into that that moment of, like, finding himself to mm. where everybody thought Jim Carrey was crazy now.
0: That was a... I mean, that happened after his the suicide of his wife. His wife, wife. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was, like, right before that, like, going into, you know, this type mm-hmm. of Jim Carrey and, like, hearing him speak and talk about the things that he wanted to do with his life and the person that he wanted to become. But um, Norm MacDonald, he's an expert interviewer, um... He's similar to like a Mark Mirin right. where he's not trying to draw the information out of you. He's having a conversation, but he's directing it in a way to try to get you to that moment right, to where right. you know you will say it. Nice. You know, but um, Norm Macdonald, very very good stand-up we'll stand up comedian. On the podcast, you know, no, no Norm no. Macdonald. I will just put in whenever yeah, I McDon- agree, I put in Norm Macdonald. Yeah, nice. but um, his Norm Macdonald has a show It's gonna be on Netflix this Friday, September the fourteenth. Uh, Michael Keaton is going to be on it. Uh, Jane Fonda. Michael
0: Keaton's going
1: to be on it. Oh yeah, it's a talk show, so we're just interviewing people.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like he had a like a, like a sitcom or comedy show or something like that.
1: Oh, and it's yeah. just like like a podcast where he was interviewing people. So oh, this yeah. was just to be on like a video podcast. I like
0: Norm Macdonald; he's really funny.
1: Oh yeah, David Letterman, David Letterman, Drew Barrymore, Chevy Chase, Jane Fonda, Michael Keaton, or I'll be there for the uh, first season. Nice,
0: James Fonda. Jane
1: Fonda uh she was a she was um I believe she was in Charlie's Angels but um ah,
0: fuck I recognize her name
1: like from the the original of um, Charlie's Angels the original original yeah. Ones. yeah she her she was super bombshell hot in the yeah. 80s and 70s was but. she also a musician by any chance nah. or just an
0: actress nah, yeah, i got to google her cuz oh, i know her name
1: oh yeah but that's uh that's norm macdonald has a show e i e o the the next show is going to be monday you sept-
0: know that fucking norm macdonald <laughs> Did that with the express reason that he would someone would make that joke on the promotional material for
1: that, <laughs> fucking of course. Show. You know, it's it's like, like, like his, his name's been Norm McDonald's his birth, his birthday. I mean, since he was born, so you know, he's heard every variation you know of that. any kind of thing dealing with McDonald. It took
0: 60 years for him to own it.
1: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> 60 years, and we're here now. <laughs> yep, uh, the next thing going to be a uh, Monday, September the 17th, the 70th Primetime Emmy Awards. Uh, it's going to be on ABC at 8 p.m. And it's going to be hosted by Michael Che and Colin. I'm Jost. really
0: sad that that's happening before the run of Kidding.
1: Oh, what, what do you mean? It's on, happening right before Kidding? Oh, kidding. So I'm the, really the sad award, that it's happening, so happening before the run. Because
0: yeah. I'm convinced that if, if this happened in December, mm. Kidding would be one of the best contenders for, for an Emmy. Jim Carrey would get an Emmy out of
1: that. It's it's so early. I mean, it's yeah. like I like the, the first episode, you know. But it, and if he continues to carry that through mm-hmm. a season, then no question. Yeah, you that's know? the
0: thing. But like, it, it, I know that I'm like celebrating it like early. No, I'll be, I'll be with you there. But I'll yeah, be with yeah. You. But Shit. it's just like there's something about like Jim Carrey's performance mm-hmm. in there that's just like hauntingly pretty. Yeah. And like, I'm convinced that once this show is over, Jim Carrey would have gotten a nomination for some sort of performance. I agree. Because so
1: fucking good. I can do with that. But yeah, that, that'll be the Emmys coming up. So if you've been watching TV and want to see if they're going to get an award, uh, you can wait till the results come out and not have to watch the show. That's true. Are the <laughs> Emmys
0: just, have they had any controversy?
1: Um, they've just
0: been chilling out in the sidelines? I feel like they've
1: just been chilling. Yeah. You know, it's the Oscars that people get upset about. Like, yeah. people don't generally watch the Emmys to the point to where you don't have to have a huge name host. Right. Like, Michael Che is in a household name, I don't feel like. Michael That's, Che. Michael Che, he was a um, Weekend Update, Saturday Night Live, black guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Michael Che. Yeah. Michael Che. Michael Shea, I don't think he's a household name. And mm-hmm. Michael Jost, I mean, Colin Jost, I don't feel like he is either, but... um. Colin Jost
0: sounds like a fake
1: name. Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's um, the 70th Primetime Emmy Awards. That's Monday, September the 17th at 8pm. Uh, that's all for m- television shows and movies. Let's see if we've got anything decent. Uh, the first thing is going to be Lizzie. It's a rated R movie, 105-minute runtime, listed as a biography, crime, drama, has a sixty Metascore. Oh that's yeah sixty. A um the rundown is a psychological thriller based on the infamous eighteen ninety two murders of the Borden family. Mm. Uh Kristen Stewart is gonna be starring in this
0: yeah, okay interesting. Yeah. I like I like Stewart.
1: Um I, I do not. No. I do not. I mean I just I don't have any the only reference I have from her is uh, Twilight.
0: She was in did you watch Panic Room?
1: I mean as a kid, yeah. I mean yeah. she was a good very good kid actor. Right. right. Yeah.
0: No that's that's I was just wondering. But I don't... She did Adventureland, too. Adventureland I, was pretty funny. It
1: been, yeah, Adventureland was pretty good. Yeah. I think I might have just still been having ill feelings for her after Twilight because oh, it was it fu- still in the middle it, it, of making, it, it making it those. fucked her up for a while. Yeah. So it's like I have it's to... Bad. Like, I'm just now getting on the yeah. Robert Pattinson to where I'm okay with him. <laughs> you know? And he's had to do a lot of work since then. My favorite
0: <laughs> thing about the Twilight movies is that Robert Pattinson fucking hates them.
1: <laughs> yeah, as he should. After he
0: was out of contract, he just started yep. shitting on them with yep. the reviews. Yep. <laughs> so,
1: yep. <laughs> Great.
0: Yeah,
1: man. But, yeah, no, it's just Kristen Stewart. Yeah, uh, Kristen Stewart, Lizzie. Uh, that's rated R coming out this weekend. Uh, the next movie we got coming out is A Simple Favor. Uh, it's rated R, 117-minute runtime listed as a crime drama. A Simple Favor, directed by Paul Figg, centers around Stephanie, played by Anna Kendrick, a mommy blogger who seeks to uncover the truth behind her best friend Emily, played by Blake Lively's, sudden disappearance from their small town.
0: Blake Lively, the married to Ryan Reynolds. Blake Lively. Are they married? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, damn. Fine. Yeah, that Blake Lively. Yeah. Nice. And uh, Anna Kendrick. So, Anna Kendrick.
0: I. I haven't seen high. anything from Blake Lively in a mm-hmm. long time, Me neither. but I fucking love Anna Kendrick. Me
1: too. Me too. Super high on my list. Like she's a very, very talented actress. Like I, oh yeah, she
0: was the she was the reason why I ended up liking the Pit Perfect movies.
1: Pitch, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah that's like the first movie
0: was pretty great. The second one and the third the, the, one. The,
1: are, uh. but I, the first I was a okay kid with perfect. the third one. The second yeah. the first one I was like, all right. The second one you don't need that. You know, <laughs> the third one I was like, yeah. Hey. But yeah, wow, is, is, wow. It,
0: is it is it Lumi? That's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: was like, Mow. You do it. You do it now. Hey, what what took you so long to open this door? Did you not hear me at the door telling you to let me in? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a simple favor. Um, that's starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Uh, the next and last movie coming out this yeah, week is... I fucking
0: knocked on the doors. Now I'm holding you. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to hold you. <laughs> <laughs> right, the, fine, uh, fine, go look
1: the, uh, the last movie coming out has been pretty highly anticipated. We've been seeing trailers for it. Uh, I think Jonathan talked about it a while back, too. It's a White Boy Rick.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I'm really excited for this one. Hell, yeah. It's, it's a rated R, 110-minute runtime listed as a crime drama. Uh, the rundown is the story of a teenager, uh, Richard, who became an undercover informant for the FBI during the 1980s, was ultimately arrested for drug trafficking and sentenced to life in prison.
0: Jesus
1: Christ. Shit. Oh, I guess we know what happened to him. Well,
0: yeah, I guess. I think it's based on the true story. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. yeah. Uh stores, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Jason Lee and uh, Rory Cochrane
0: Jennifer Jason Lee was uh, in Hateful Eight, right? Yep. Right. Oh yeah. She's I don't know, an amazing the actress. kid's a new talent, right? I don't think yeah, I've heard yeah, the kit before. I
1: haven't heard of him before, yeah. Right. yeah.
0: I'm excited for that. It looked really good. The trailer looked fantastic. Yeah. I don't know when it releases, but the Jonah Hill movie, the '90s.
1: Oh yeah, from uh, A24. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's supposed to be sometime soon. But yeah,
0: that's those two movies always get the trailers always get played mm-hmm. back to back, yep. and I am excited for both of those. Me movies.
1: too. More so that that Jonah Hill, I really got to see that Jonah Hill one. Oh, I can't Jonah wait for that, Hill,
0: man. Yeah. Like I feel like people slept on him for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he, he looks, he just fucking got good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, 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 he did, he's very yeah. talented. <laughs> he's like guy. really funny, and then he was just like, oh, no, you, I'll, I'll make actual films. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
1: actually a good actor, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah, Jonah Hill's been doing this thing, so I can't wait to see that. And hopefully people go out and support this movie here that's coming out. But that's Cats a white bullshit. boy, Rick.
0: I mean, yeah, of course. Cats are bullshit. Yeah. Like, I just stood up from recording to let yeah. my cat into the room. Yeah. Two minutes later, Not little even cocksucker minutes. wants to go out.
1: I mean, Not yeah. even two minutes. Yeah. It was like forty seconds. You see that we just at my house. The was like, "Hey, let me into the garage." I'm like, "You don't even want anything in there." You know, let in there. I was like, "Oh, now let me out." I'm out of here. I'm, I'm like,
0: done. I'm done. Uh, I just wanted to inconvenience you. Yep. Uh, fuck yourself. Yep,
1: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's all for a television movie premiere. So,
0: but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Man from Uncle, great movie. Watch it if you're into that kind of film. very yeah. uh, British buddy cop and oh, yeah. uh, fucking great.
1: Yeah. And uh, we will see you next week. Run, run down the. Oh, you might have been the end of that. Um, I'm right. Yeah, I'm
0: leaning into it. Yeah, I, I kind of fucked you. I stepped
1: on your, your outro. <laughs> I stepped on my toes, Chris.
0: So, <laughs> my goddamn thunder, <laughs> I'll be in my trailer after this. <laughs> Yeah, you can find us on uh, Twitter at underscore FFS podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the FFS podcast. You can find us on iTunes Podcast app, Google Play Music app on the podcast section, and Stitcher under the name for film's sake. And my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Chia.
1: I'm at THA underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey,
0: and that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Hey. Don't you ever fucking step on my toes. <laughs> <laughs>